everybody! Welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. Really excited to share with you my picks for the best of July 2023 in the worlds of K-Pop, C-Pop, J-Pop, etc. Usual caveats apply. First of all, know that it's never a personal diss toward your fave. I try to keep my objective music critic hat on when assessing these picks, so it's really hard to rank them and narrow the list down to 20, so just keep in mind I really take this seriously and try to just be an objective music critic as much as I can. It's just the nature of these lists I will have to exclude a lot of people. But so much quality music, I listen to literally hundreds of new releases every month, so please understand, it's never a personal diss or anything petty. And keep in mind occasionally, I have a last minute change of thought and flip around an order or something, so to get the official official final picks, the official top 20 ranking, make sure you're signed up for the show's free newsletter, so you get the corresponding write-up, 17karatkpop.substack.com. And you'll get tons more music recommendations, not just the best of the month. Also stay tuned because if you miss your fave in the top 20, hang on because they could be in the massive, always massive, chock full, honorable mention segment at the end of the episode, which will not have a corresponding write-up that you just have to listen to the episode to get. Without further ado, here is number 20 on the countdown. Nana Oyan, Mama Said. The video is effective, I guess, but it could have been more so with more of a plot, more thread she could have pulled on with talking to a little girl, maybe representing a younger version of herself or her own kid, the presumably bloodstained t-shirt design. There could have been a whole murder mystery plot. I don't know. There were many narratives that could have come up with this song concept that did not come to fruition. But what I do like about the video is the camera work, the lens shots, the way that they play up her attitude as she kind of stares right at the camera, has this look on her face like, come closer, I gotta whisper to you, and then whispers, this is what mama said, in an attitude-filled, sassy way, like, this is non-negotiable. That cold tone, the way she kind of gestures, toward the camera. The feel of the video is that she is up in your face, like your mother nagging you. So the theme of this song was definitely brought to life effectively. And her voice is just really refreshing on this song because she's really some really great gentle songs, soft-voiced spotlights. But this shows off her punk side. This is a fun rock pivot for her I did not expect, and it's super catchy and unapologetic. The bass is just one of those two that makes you wish you knew how to play the guitar if you don't already. Number 19. Define Decay featuring Violet Wautier, Clouds. This is such a good collab to prove that sometimes musical opposites should try working together anyway. Even if it doesn't seem on its face like it's going to work, you'd be surprised what kind of musical magic your unique collaborating energy can generate. It can really be really cool. And they do that. This alt-metal Thai group teamed up with this Belgian Thai artist with a beautiful angelic soft voice for this really, just really high quality song, Clouds. And their voices just feel like they're working together, not like hers was phoned in, chopped into the song. This is a real collaboration. She sounds like just one of the band. Smart mixing was done by Zach Servini. His credits include Bring Me the Horizon, Blink-182. The video I like, too, for being a continuation. Love story continuations across videos. This is the third in a series, it seems. After 21 Stitches and System of Sinners, then it makes more sense to watch Clouds and this Bonnie and Clyde-inspired finale. A statement from the guitarist basically can be summarized as saying this song is their attempt to get more into pop rock, and that is proof of concept, that the song Clouds is about reaching for the sky and doing what they once thought was kind of impossible, and being unapologetic about their new direction, which I think is an approach that deserves praise and is working. Number 18. From 20, Beat It. I'll keep this short and sweet because if you are a longtime listener, you have heard me ad nauseum talk about From 20. I think he's so underrated. His solo star power has been shining since day one. With the self-titled song From 20, he's really just stayed in the synth pop musical sweet spot. He just has a sound that if you like one song, you like all of them, but they're not derivative of each other either, I would say. 
Beat It is another banger from him, and I like this time that he went for a different video, not as just dramatic, expression-filled, but choreography-focused for tighter, more impressive performance skill than he's ever shown solo before. It makes his passionate feelings more palpable. They pack an emotional punch with that tight choreography. Number 17. Say the name, 17. Jungkook featuring Lotto, 7. This song checks off every box, does everything it had to do to qualify as a song of the summer smash. All the ingredients for a summer radio hit. You got a really easy to remember chorus that people think at first, at least I did, this is kind of annoying and too repetitive, but then it gets so catchy and stuck in your head, it grows on you to the point you're like, I'm totally singing along if this comes on the radio, this is actually a really good song. It has that effect. It's nice and short for radio, but not too short. It's got a cool rap verse that adds extra attitude. It's got a great main vocalist in Jungkook, who is still in his go-to pop wheelhouse, but mixed it up with UK Garage. It's got an explicit and a clean version, a ton of remixed versions. It proved to be a malleable song for different ages, for different settings, for a chill party, for a more hot and heavy one. And it has special meaning to fans with that song title, but also just it's a basic on its face meaning about seven days a week. The way it is two things at once for this crowd and that crowd makes it an all-around crowd pleaser. The video is bonkers, but it's so endearing because his smile is just so contagious. And that brightness in his eyes, like he's really living. Right now he's not playing a part. I mean, I guess you could say in the video he's playing a part, but more than anything it seems like he's just being very his happy self. He just looks so full of energy, just full of authentic enthusiasm. Like he's really just living right now, loving the solo music he gets to make. And so he does what he had to do. He does not phone it in energy-wise in this off-the-walls video where he will sing even in a flood, even after he dies, literally, at the funeral, in the coffin. He'll sing on the side of a train. He will not stop. You know, just like the chorus, at first it feels annoying, and then you realize this is actually really great. Stay here. Your presence is actually welcome. Number 16. Itsy, Kill My Doubt. We'll talk about this in an upcoming episode, all about girl groups. Number 15. Misamo Masterpiece. We'll talk about this in a girl group special coming soon. Number 14. Uverworld Enigmasis. A nice fake word going off of a real word, enigma, because this album is indeed an enigma. It is a wild ride. It is bringing in everything into the fold. Everyone's invited to the party. Drummers, piano players, saxophone players, guitarists. Each song is so versatile and hard to define genre-wise. Finalist is definitely one of the best. Very, very fun and unexpected. The word of the day is unexpected for them. They also end with one of the most quirky tracks, the song Enigmasis. Victo Spin is actually the second best. Finalist, then Victo Spin. Also, if you're a fan of Celebrate by 80s, I could picture you liking Encore again. Number 13. June Psycho. This is a true chef's kiss song, except for the fact it's so short. But besides that, truly it is just so well done. More than what meets the eye, as is often the case with 17 members' releases. He really is just a good actor in this. In this video, he his smile, his evil look in his eyes, the coldness, he generates the right aura for the psycho premise. He really is like having a breakdown. He's going mad. His evil laugh, his devil-may-care attitude, the dance moves, his robotic pivots, his turn to apathy when he's walking on a treadmill and stuff, destroying a science lab, bringing to life visuals to represent the song's frustration with the world putting you in a box. He's really violently lashing out at the status quo in a very effective way and kind of a movie plot ready way at times. Like it seems like a lot of things happen around him, not just the overt results of him smashing stuff, but like he's doing nothing. And it seems like telekinetically the car sets on fire, the glass shards suddenly freeze in midair. Like he's controlling the elements without touching stuff. He also leaves listeners with something to think about in terms of the symbolism. He stands alone at the end in the outfit he started in. 
And all he sees on the ground is this opened velvet box, this case, a red rose wrapped in chains is spilling out of. So the rose is freed, but still chained, and he has no one to give it to. The lyrics are really thought-provoking as well. The way he says stuff like, In this world, desires become sins. Innocence becomes assimilated, gets mocked. Don't fool yourself into thinking you're an exception. At the end, his screaming is to the effect of who's the real puppet? Who's the real psycho? Who's the real mad one here? It's a mix of projection and a genuine question for society, for people judging other people. We're all mad here is the TLDR version of his message. Number 12. EXO EXIST To be honest, I've had very mixed feelings about EXIST. In some ways, it feels, compared to EXO's other stuff, disappointingly safe. At first listen, I was like, this is good, but it's not their usual next-level EXO quality. Plus, the album cover is very stock image-esque. The videos are pretty give-us-nothing energy, relatively. They've had some really cool, action-packed, high-concept videos in their career, and songs that have tons of surprises and energy. So this more low-key release all around, just less intensive effort, less detail, it left me disappointed. However, the more I've listened to the album and looked at lyrics and stuff, the more I've immersed myself in it, the more there appears. It's like a magic trick where they are indeed, they are doing a classic EXO thing that takes their work next level, where it starts out kind of just surface level catchy, but there's so much to it. Not just sonic layering, genre blending, but in terms of showing off different sides to themselves, vocally, tone-wise, and lyrically, and in all sorts of ways. Songs like Regret It have New Jack Swing and hip-hop inspo. There are synth and bass-heavy songs, R&B dance songs, trap beats, alt-pop, dance-pop, lots of combinations, layered mixes. But also they go back and forth from really overt statements like, hey, I like you, I crush on you, etc. to really flirty, up-to-interpretation kind of comments. And it's an interesting new twist that the pre-releases Hear Me Out and Let Me In were just sort of basic, clear declarations of how they feel not beating around the bush, and then playing coy a bit, being flirty, playing a bit of a game, that coyness was saved for the B-sides. So I thought that was an interesting choice that made me better appreciate the comeback as a whole. So they run the gamut with the themes, lyric choices, genre choices, and just what makes their songs memorable. Sticking your head, always different for each song, what the catchiest part is, So it really is a full, detailed release that on its surface presents as less exciting than past eras. And maybe it still is relatively, but I'm saying I think this is a release that will age like wine. Like, give it time. Trust me, it is better than you first thought. It's not a letdown. It's still classic XO, just in an unexpected direction. Number 11. Niju Coconut. We'll talk about this in the girl group special episode coming soon. Number 10. Odd Eye Circle, Odd Eye Circle, Version Up. We'll talk about this in the Girl Group special episode coming soon. Number 9. Treasure Reboot. First of all, bravo because they chose to make this album with FSC certified packaging for a stewardship council. I also like that they're growing up, but there's a fun twist at the end of the Bonobono video that shows they're not growing up too fast. They're not fully abandoning their youthful image. The singles Move and Bonobona, really great examples for them to show they're maturing. They look suave, ready for a day at the office, basically. They perform in colorless settings, except for dark colors. They focus on choreography as opposed to goofing off together, having fun in a bright place. But at the end of Bonabona, they do go back to dancing under bright blue skies and give off that hello music video energy again. So we see their more grown-up side, then back to cuteness at the end. I love that twist. They also show a new range on the track list. They have the fun chanting and stuff that fill run, stupid... They have some unexpected pauses mixed with a bouncy beat to bomb, a brassy celebration in Wonderland. They end with a chill guitar number, Lovesick. 
A standout, I think, though, is GOAT, a rap unit song that would just be the perfect treasure concert finale, big send-off number, with a live band, confetti falling, etc. Actually, Bona Bona wouldn't be bad. Bona Bona should be the intro of the concert. Number eight, Aimer, Open a Door. Very atmospheric, very ready for a movie or a video game, very full songs. And it really is perfectly bookmarked, the opening being called Open a Door, and the ending being Skylight. That is another scene setter that really feels like you've gone through the sonic immersive adventure listening to this in tracklist order, the best way to listen to it. And then by the end, you are opening the door or a window or whatever, and you can see the sky again. A new world on the other side of what you just walked through auditorily. There's super fast singing and just overall super fast pacing in many tracks, but some have more of a slowed down, balladish focus. It goes back and forth. One of the most unique, memorable ones with this palpable angst is Escalate, followed by a nice emotional palate cleanser in Spiral Dance. So an intense album, but still some palate cleanser moments as well. Number seven, Shonuen Hyunwan, The Unseen. Shout out to Hyun Wan, who produced a couple of these, and Shonu, who helped guide the whole choreography for the title track, in partnership with the dance crew, Free Mind. They really perfectly went with a sound that sounds Monster X-esque and doesn't. They have a very unique, distinguishable chemistry as a duo. They let their vocal strengths and their back-and-forth collaborative energy flow naturally in a way that stands out. This release is a bit more in the vein of the vibier, mood-focused, as opposed to busyness-focused, I guess, releases. Their English-language releases as a full group tend to be a bit less busy. They're more in the vein of Monster X's typical English-language releases as opposed to the Korean ones. But either way, it is still distinct, too. Love Me A Little is such a good single choice because it really just hits home. It nails what they do best vocally. It plays to their strengths. And it's a cool juxtaposition, a relatable one. They're singing like, can you just love me a little? Like, come on, no big deal, just a little. But they sing it with such angst. You know this is not just a little deal to them. This means the world to them. They are desperate. And with sound effects like breaking glass and stuff, they really add... They amp up the intensity of a message that on its face is just casual. They have that juxtaposition elsewhere too, songs that feel dramatic, but the lyrics feel like they're trying to play it cool. No mods to X song title, pun intended. There's a lot to it. These songs are extra good with noise canceling or otherwise just really good surround sound headphones, because there are a lot of details in there you don't pick up on otherwise. Ad-lib moments and sudden really short pauses that also kind of move the sun along. The songs have a new movement that's really impressive when you pick up on all the finer details. And there are a ton to find. It's a scavenger hunt of background noises. They also show how their dynamic duo energy is multifaceted. It really is very dynamic. Like on Love Therapy, they harmonize a lot. They focus on one after the other, standout solo strengths back and forth in Love Me a Little. So sometimes they are stronger together, sometimes when they just give each other the mic back and forth, one at a time. Roll With Me gets a shout out for the cool violin joining at the end. Didn't expect that twist. And Love Therapy has just the coolest, funkiest synth layer. Number six, Janice Yan, Changing Room. I really like the choice to make the first few tracks the most danceable pop bops, then save the vocal powerhouse ballads for the second half. Okay, we'll say actually the best song on here, period, is a rock ballad of sorts. That's number three, Get Over Yourself. But before that, Vroom and Full HP started out with some easy listening, danceable stuff. Then things get dramatic for rock ballads, then other sorts of ballads, lots of pianos and strings. She really is a powerhouse, but has some just fun, catchy material that could do quite well on pop radio if it was given the chance. Number five, Cardi, Inside Out. I last minute squeezed this into the top 100 albums list of the year so far. 
Really impressed by this rugged rock album that is just rollicking all over the place. You've got rap, rock, funk, concoctions of sorts. Very noisy. Not necessarily easy on the ears, but their screaming tendencies at times, the unique rasp to their delivery, their take-no-prisoners level of <laughs> reckless drumming and guitar playing, basically. I like it. And the strangeness, the quirkiness I appreciate. The distorted vocal moments, ominous laughter, after. Some have more of a garage band sound, some have more of a polished sound, but in their still very distorted way. A lot of songs do a good job with mid to low tempo qualities applied to higher tempo songs. So the instrumentals are moving right along, but their voices are lingering still, really making sure you understand what they're trying to say. A groovy vibe in blue makes that a standout. Insane is appropriately titled for that instrumental, which goes off in so many ways. Party, though, I think, is one of the most classic pop formula following ones. That was a good single choice. One of the best live, though, probably would be Out of Sight. To do the Haze live and other stuff in unison and just revel in the chaos of the instrumental bits. The videos for this are really one of a kind. Party is a presumably intentionally disorienting watch. It's hallucinatory in the haze of it all, the mix of home movie footage, present day footage, like past and present are blurring together at the party, at this dizzying party experience. People are not in their right mind. People are in a mental fog and loving it. Skybound is really interesting. Long story short, this student sees this translucent figure outside, like a ghost merged with, you know, it kind of looks like Bubble Buddy from Spongebob, if that gives you a good visual, but it's a human-sized see-through force, and she copies its dance moves. She mimics them, then she basically takes what she learned from that impromptu tutorial, goes back to the classroom, teaches the other members the routine, then they all do it, and there's a happy ending. They flee the school, but they come back for a, a wild neon, light-filled flashing party, basically, that is just starting. Another Spongebob tie-in because it's like the jellyfish party, if you know, you know. So lots of ways to interpret it. To me, I find the most symbolic detail the fact that she learned something from someone she never really overtly interacts with or sees again. She takes wisdom from a stranger and changes her whole world and her friend circle because of it. The power of influence on each other in this life, even just in passing casually, I think that's the message, but I love that it's up to interpretation. It's also, I guess, just about going with the flow and embracing whatever piques your interest, what grabs your attention in this life. Pursue that curiosity. Embrace it. With lyrics like, how far do you think you would go in the sea created by the flowing people? Following the stars from far away, willing to split the sky. Drifting in the wind, the truth and lies of the world. Crawling towards the furthest light until we break the ceiling. Who's in the mirror in the middle of this wide ocean? I'm gonna make it. Hold the rudder, follow the song. I find it really clever how they refer to the sea, the ocean, and navigating the waters of life while talking about people. A sea of people, a crowd, parting like the sea. Those types of parallel analogies leave you with a lot to think about. Number four. Kiss of Life with their self-titled debut EP. We will talk about this in the next new episode, which is a girl group special. Number three, Gem Revelacion. Her first Spanish language album. She sounds so beautiful and each video corresponds to a very big screen ready dramatic video. But even just listening to the songs without the visual, they prompt the visual for you. They're very immersive. The echoes, like you're in a cave, the water rushing, whispering, rattling, noises that allude to scary, ominous situations. Her delivery is perfect, too. Rushed, like she's really trying to urgently warn you about something. Get the words out in a way that's more talking than singing, because the words just spill over each other. In others, the opposite of a breathless delivery, one that's really pained and prolonged. 
But throughout, you never know when her next warning will hit you with a sudden beat drop or a sudden pause in speaking or something. Expect the unexpected. It's all unsettling on purpose. Really cool concept album, great acting, and the best is Gloria. Number two, New Jeans Get Up. We will talk about this in the Girl Group Special Best of July episode coming soon. Drumroll, please, for number one, best release of July. NCT Dream ISTJ. We will talk about this in an upcoming episode of NCT Talk, so stay tuned for an at-length recap. Now to get to a ton of honorable mentions. Infinite Begin, spelled with a 13 instead of B. First of all, hats off to them because this is the first time they've been just so hands-on in every single aspect of the comeback. They now have their own company, their own trademark. Talk about a fantastic birthday gift. Their old manager gave the Infinite brand trademark and fandom name trademark to the group to keep as like a birthday slash parting gift. Fantastic. So now they have Infinite Company, and they are totally doing this on their own. The styling, the songs, they are really the definition of hands-on, crafting this entire thing, start to finish on their own terms. Really happy for them. And this new album really proves that they did have that natural knack for this stuff. They weren't just doing what someone handed to them. They can put together themselves that high-quality work, not just pull off what other people give them. They really show that with quite a range, sonically. The title track is my favorite, though. So, so catchy. So many fun synths in there. The intro is also pretty weird in the best ways. It really paid off for them to get more playful than ever. They have some unexpected detours, like an I Got You with the pre-chorus and stuff, adding guitars to their piano ballad, power ballad of sorts, I guess, in Find Me, another uncategorizable song in New Emotions, Really interesting, quirky synthesizers, and other great catchy details. They have a lot of fun, clearly, without sacrificing showing a lot of talent. Boy Story, ZIP, standing for zero, is the only passion. So really it should be Z-I-O-P, Zyop, or Zop, but I digress. This threw me for a loop because the whole premise of Boy Story seemed to be youthfulness, like the NCT dream of JYP entertainment. So to hear them on this new single sound so mature, so deep-voiced, it really threw me. With the attitude in spades, the rapping, upbeat, carefree fun, not exactly part of this comeback. Although they do have what's poppin' on there too. Zero Base One, Youth in the Shade. I totally understand the massive, impressive pre-debut buzz. This boy group was, it felt like they debuted many months ago because the hype has been real. But now the debut is official, and I am not immune to their charm. I don't see how you could be. They're super cute. They have this flower boy vibe, quite literally. Their point dances, watering and planting and blooming, all flower and gardening themed. Plus they dress like the most classic, clean cut guy aesthetic you can imagine. They're a blank template, seeds planting root for you to fall in love with as they reveal themselves, as they grow. Insert more plant metaphors here. The point is, they're very youthful, cute. They've got this boy next door charm. Kind of reminding me of Golden Child in the early days, or even the boys in the early, early days, the giddy up days. The main single, In Bloom, has this riff homage to Aha's Take On Me, which is not, not appreciated. Oh My Girl, Golden Hourglass. I love the thoughtful title, first of all, like the golden sand in an hourglass, and their whole theme is flipping that upside down, like, no, our time is not up, we are still shining, summer fun will continue, you can make it sound as deep or as straightforward as you want of a metaphor about taking back time into your own hands, but I love a, an up-to-interpretation title like that. Each song has Oh My Girl's classic cuteness, high-pitched delivery, bright, cheerful feel, but they really kind of take unexpected detours with the Summer Comes music video, which is honestly the reason this release is not in the top 20, just an honorable mention, because I wanted more of a, a clear, specific direction for that quirky narrative, but it was like three in one that all sort of were to be continued and not fleshed out as much as I would have liked. 
They mix zombies from All of Us Are Dead, literally zombies from that show, with a Ghostbusters type situation with an Alice in Wonderland type eating the treat that makes you grow giant situation meets like a kids programming aesthetic with 2D cartoon images popping up on the screen. There's also a killer clown. He looked killer anyway. I would not trust him. So there are several villains, and none of them I feel comfortable saying are vanquished for good by the end of the video, so hopefully this is to be continued. But I love the juxtaposition where they go for this spooky and action-packed scenes, but they maintain their signatures. The oh my girl, cute smiles and cutesy outfits and cute dance moves and just all the bubbly cuteness, but now while dealing with monsters, clowns, etc. It's a funny contrast. So the video provides something new, but the album itself is very much their typical wheelhouse. The one I think would get the best quirkiest music video to go with it. The b-side that should get the video treatment most, Dirty Laundry. The song that would be best to hear live though, like a live band version, Paradise. Speaking of cuteness, Horizon are back with their first big album, Friendship. H-O-R-I number 7-O-N, Horizon. All Filipino members train through a K-pop system. So already premise-wise, they made an impact. They were memorable. But this album is so jam-packed, it also stands out. In a K-pop music landscape with so many short releases, for this to have 20, a double-sided release, wowzers. And several videos that are now added onto this big comprehensive catalog, this presentation of everything they've done so far of note. They've got a fan song, they show off oodles of cuteness and rainbows in lovey-dovey, they've got that transportation athletic concept with Dash, they have some dance pop, some rap, retro sounds, classic happy down the middle pop, more rugged vocal delivery, some industrial pivots. There is so much here. Lots of big exuberant celebratory numbers too. The best I would say, if you're a fan of like lockdown era Epex, Tiger is for you. I'd say Dash is a standout. I do also really like Silhouette and other sort of hidden tracks, but something for everybody. In the press conference for this, they made clear they want you to know you have not seen the last of them. They really are targeting global fame. After approximately 100 days, 100 days of what they call K-training, K-pop training, they have debuted officially, they've released their official debut album, and did most of the press conference in English. I chillin', I'm on it. Kickstart, definitely their best song yet. It is so fun. The high teen theme video is a classic K-pop girl group staple-filled adventure, so it's unsurprising but likable. The colorful backgrounds, cute preppy clothes, scrapbook aesthetics, cartoon moments, cute smiles. It's a fun pop rock song mixed with a high teen concept. They have these airy, lovely vocal riffs in Meme. Draw is kind of a retro-tinged, triple-S-esque one with chant-ready choruses. Great for a live show. Shout out to members Junie and Jiyoon, who have writing credits. Siren is interesting in hindsight with lyrics like Back at One. Overall, this has past singles and new stuff on it. So this mini-album is a cool time capsule to look back on their early days and how they grew to make much catchier music, I would say. Again, Kickstart is their best yet. I also love the clever highlight medley marketing with the word search theme. I like that Enmix really have stopped trying to do every concept at once. They've really kind of aesthetically kind of narrowed down their lane. So I appreciate more than ever A Midsummer and Mix's Dream, the whole summer festival premise. They do, though, nod to their eccentric music video story with those colorful octopuses that suddenly become their umbrellas. Their umbrellas look like octopuses with the paper streamers, so that's a fun nod to a past symbol. One of their prettiest videos yet is Party O'Clock. It is not too busy, not overwhelming, not oversaturated visually. OWV, Jackpot. The best song is the pre-release, Gamer, but the other stuff is worth checking out as well. They have some rap, like Dark Star, classic upbeat boy band bops, like Here and Now, and Caution. The funkiest, strangest instrumental is Time Jackers. 
Jay from Icon released Blue Moon. The best song is Good Girls. Love the funky synths. I like Magnet as well. The guitar-led easy listening number where he gets to show off these great high notes and is paired really well with angelic vocalist Moon Soojin. I love the pivot Queen's Eye did for Uniku or Unique. They really went for a an old-school hip-hop-inspired cool girl wardrobe with the bucket hats, the baggy shorts, the sneakers, and they just have a new style to them, a new swagger. They really, they're finding themselves, so I'm excited to see where Queen's Eye goes next. Sumhyuk, S-U-M-H-Y-U-K, really same difference, a really underrated rock EP. Same is for sure the standout, but if you want a more relatively simple stripped one for just a powerful vocal showcase, try Hold Me Back. There's a really interesting listening experience from Nak H from Che Nakta. It goes from pop rock-ish to R&B slash synth slash rap-ish to a jazzy slow song to a slower slow song to the slowest of all. It kind of winds down as it goes, as it runs its course, for a very interesting effect. A classic, Nahoon A, released Dawn, Six Stories. The most worth checking out, such a nonsensical love, with the accordion and the strings, it's quite a mood setter. There's a big band feel and a saxophone that just take it home in tattoo as well. Beautiful strings in husband and wife, a more trot typical turn in the main single. So it's got something for everybody. It's not just in one box genre-wise, and the instrumentals themselves are good scene setters. Vash, Shoe, Survive to Remember. I love the way the album cover separates the words. So you could read it as survive to remember or kind of accidentally read it as remember to survive. Intentional or not, that is a thought-provoking effect. My favorite is flowers growing from my eyes. There are lots of good rock ballads. There's the gentler guitar focus just because. A lot of string back ballads, but definitely flowers growing from my eyes is the most worth getting stuck in your head. Chenyo, I love you everywhere, all at once. Honestly, I was hoping for more danceable jams than the slower stuff. The synth-pop detours, way too short. But do for sure check out the highest quality songs, Not Bad and How Dare You. And Is That So? Sparky, Dressing Room. This is very memorable. For sure. PGNC has this R&B beat with electropop type delivery, some more funky autotune voices, computer game type sound in 0380. Sunny Bell, Shell Beach, a little reminiscent of BTBT by BI instrumentally. I have to talk about my madness. Gives me old TV show theme song vibes. An interesting talk rap blend for Wonder Weeks. The most bizarre is probably jet lag, though, although many make for a close second. Luz, L-U-Z, is back with a quick follow-up to the super campy, oddball, wonderful song Ruthless. He's back with a similar number, a little less campy, a little more focused on just a dark, spooky aesthetic in Ghost World, aka Kakariyo. Definitely still playing a character with lyrics about kind of being like a final boss, giving orders to henchmen. That's what comes to mind. His sons continue to paint quite the cinematic picture, and they continue to be so lightning fast and a thrill. G-Idol started their upcoming English language release promo with an early promising song, I Do. I really hope they keep the story going. Don't just abandon it, because I would have loved to see more of this weird plot. At least the general premise continue, where every time one of them sneezes, they turn into a different member. So if they want to stop the alien invasion part of the plot, okay. But can we at least keep going that interesting premise that they all are literally each other? There's a lot psychologically to reflect on with that. Let's unpack that. That's really, really thought-provoking and worth exploring as a premise. Or just at least tell me what happens to this guy left standing in the woods when Mian leaves him in a flash of blue light, like, bye, back to my home planet. It's brutal out here on Earth. Sorry, you're stuck here. The Rose are finally getting so much more love. It's been a long time coming, but they finally have new management making better choices and just more choices, period, to help get their name out there. And I'm just so happy for their, albeit delayed, success.
and they really musically are, they sound more confident, and it's really high quality. Back to You and Alive are their pre-release singles. Stay tuned for much more, certainly high quality rock. Speaking of rock, we have a pop rock pre-release jam in the super fun Summer Party by Bugville. New Yoshiki-created group XY released Crazy Love. They released it at the end of June, but the video was out in July, and it is half crazy, half love themed. Like, it really is two songs in one, and two music videos in one. Like, half of it sounds like a ballad, or just something more emotionally stirring, and grand finale, satisfied conclusion energy. The other half of the time, it's a rugged demeanor, it's a more interesting, faster rock sound. The video shows that duality, too, where half the time, they're dancing interpretively together. The other half of the time, they are literally rock stars, just giving the smolder and rocking it. So this group, I think, has a lot of multifaceted potential to get fans for different sides to them. More J-pop boy band notable releases of late. Travis Japan's Candy Kiss, which really I found particularly worth checking out because of the video. I wouldn't be surprised if Alien Core became a new trend. Like, music videos with the UFO, alien, out-of-this-world literally focus, that might be a trend now. Maybe G-Idol started something. I mean, they were ahead of the game with Barbie Core with Tomboy, so just saying. Oh my gosh, and ID Earth did too, with the video called Aliens. ID Earth is so underrated with her creative vision. Anyway, the Candy Kiss video shows this alien abducting them and basically ordering them to dance for her and break dance like their life depends on it because it might. It's goofy, but I love it. Lately, I've really been appreciating goofy out there, quirky videos. Because I watch so many every month when picking, ranking, and reviewing these picks. So, so many of them blend together at the end of the day. What really stands out and I admire are the ones who stand out. The ones who went out there and got more narratively creative, different. Cravity released the groovy Japanese version video. Speaking of good creative videos... They really impressed me with Groovy. That was really fun to watch them basically audition for a TV show within the show and the nods to breaking the fourth wall. This had a similar absurdist quality to it with the guys assembly line style making toy cars and then the cars magically turn life size. There's your Hot Wheels movie, Mattel. Ricky Maru is back with Talkin' Bout. It is similar appeal to June's Psycho, only honestly a bit less impressive with the acting. But besides that, the pops of red, otherwise black and white scenes, the choreography used to tell the story, the intensity in his voice, a lot of parallels to those creative visions. Some excellent new OSTs. The best of the month include N-Hyphen's webtoon song, Criminal Love, My J-Pop Queen, Millet with Living My Life, Doyon from NCT with Here With Me, and honestly what's growing on me, Angel from the Fast and Furious movie with Jimin and the rest of the world featured on it. I still insist I want a Jimin-only version or maybe with one other person. I still want a less cluttered version of the song, but it is a really good song. It's really grown on me. Like, it's really poetic. The wording is so just touching more than it has any right to be. For that franchise. They're really moving lyrics about loss. That song's just taken on its own, out of a movie, movie out of your head, listening to it. It's very applicable and a relatable song, a song that just feels very human. I do admit to kind of liking the sped up version that came out too, but the acoustic one is the best. Brooklyn now goes by Brooklyn Juliana, and he gave us the underrated Bop Imagine. Now he's back with Thinking About You, Don't Miss It. SF9 member Dawon, really shooting star, and I love him getting some solo shine. Hui on Will 2 this month, by the way, so stay tuned. I thought Lexi Liu was done releasing live performance videos for last year's album, The Happy Star, that I was so obsessed with, still am. I was listening to Magician again the other day, Aging Like Fine Wine. So freaking good. Anyway, I was delightfully surprised that she has another new live video showing her performance to Bad Dream. That just reiterated to me how impressive that album is. 
Like, she just really melts into what she's singing. Gives it such power and passion and rawness, realness. Slips into different languages, different tones, different just sonic directions really seamlessly. Like, it really is second nature to her to just slip into whatever sounds right at the moment. That's what a true singer, being a true artist, is all about. Just feeling the music. Real, R-E-O-L, has another fast-paced pop hit with Edge. The video really has her fully in character. Outfit-wise, facial expression-wise, setting-wise, she's playing a part 100%. And I just love her staying in her best-for-her, best-suited-for-her sonic wheelhouse. And hyphen look adorable with Pokemon characters in the video for one and only. It will cheer you up, I guarantee it. Especially with Sunu, this is perfect for him. Like, Sunu looks extra sunshiny and adorable with Pokemon involved. Bravo to whoever made that happen. Saucy Dog released But Really. The standout track is, I apologize, I tried to practice pronouncing this. I think the best track is called Maho Ga Toketara. Smart that they start with a few fast-paced songs, then they get into slower material, then go back to fast-paced stuff. Really good pacing. Sick Boy and Vernon really are compatible on the pop rock Miss You. And I love that what's old is new again. Like, this video looks like it's PlayStation 2 level graphics. It is CGI slash claymation type, old school looking, not super advanced tech looking, back to basics video. But it's cute and it's a perfect example of what's old is new again. What's retired as a concept should be brought back sometimes. It's also interesting the narrative. Their characters have these wings, half white, half black. So one black wing, one white angel wing. The Earth gets wings too, but just as it looks like the video is going to end with the Earth getting all white wings, like the darkness fades from them, turns out no, actually, the wings are just in the process of fully disintegrating. The message possibly being if you don't have the yin and the yang, you don't have either. Bravo, because the video is totally not what I expected it to be for the song, but it feels perfect for the song in hindsight. And team did a great job with the Road Not Taken video. I love that they chose a performance focus because it keeps listeners focused on and impressed with the song itself. For Eve, made me think actually that Barbie core was kind of their thing for a long time now. Like they've been living in the Barbie dream house in their videos before. But anyway, they're at the ultimate slumber party, sort of, in that room again for Lala Look. But this time, they have a more hip-hop rap focus. So the delivery is different, the aesthetics are the same. Nice combination of new and familiar. So you, Summer Recipe. The Sistar energy is back and super loud and clear. Like, she is really channeling Sistar, as is her former bandmate Bora who, by the way, was not supposed to originally do a rap on the song. But so you heard it, an early version was like, Bora would be perfect for this and made sure to get her on the song. So shout out to Soyu for great judgment there and for just making us feel like we have a much-missed Sistar Summer back. She rocks this summery blonde look for the video for Aloha, which was produced by Shake It by Sistar's producer, Double Sidekick, plus Chancellor, so quite a dream team. The rest of the album, after Aloha, which is like a good summer daytime pool party song, then the rest is for like a, a more mature crowd at a nightclub or some other nighttime evening hangout party. So still a summer party playlist, but for the more chill, wind down, R&B enjoying portion of the evening. A fun, shimmy-worthy, flirty one that is the best B-side is Driving Me. TXTs, they had quite a few in July that impressed for different reasons. First of all, what boy band fan dreams are made of? The Do It Like That collab with the Jonas Brothers. Honestly, the remixes are not worth your time. Just stick to the original. Do It Like That is so catchy, so fun. And I only realized in hindsight, because I'm sometimes late to this stuff, that they teased it early when TXT posted a picture that was basically Jonas Brothers' Happiness Begins album cover. Should have noticed something was up at that point, but I just, I don't know, I didn't think about it. And they captioned it, We Go Together, which is a lyric from a Joe Burrow song, so should have seen that. Anyway... They collabed, and I love that the video is what millennial and Gen Z boy band fans both love. Just seeing the groups people are growing up with in their elements. 
I like that. I like that the Jonas Brothers just play their instruments. And TXT dance. They didn't just try to do, try to flip roles. Oh, how the tables have turned. That would be kind of fun. But I do like that they just had, they stayed true to themselves, even when together. TXT just know how to nail the magic era type jovial choreography. And the Jonas Brothers just know how to look like rock stars rocking out while playing instruments. So they had an English language standout. July also had a standout Japanese release and sort of a standout Korean release with a new Japanese video for a Korean hit, Sugar Rush Ride. The Japanese album Sweet features a lot of beautiful sweet songs that were pre-releases, plus some Japanese versions of Good Boy Gone Bad, Moa Diary, etc. They also keep it new with a cool start and finish to really give you a cohesive feeling listening to it with the intro floating and the outro falling. And they further add to that Neverland inspiration back in the Sugar Rush Ride video, which I have a lot of thoughts about. I'll keep it kind of short, but there are some details, some Easter eggs I really want to flag. Some symbols will look familiar in this new video, the butterflies guiding their way. The continuation of the color purple is key because purple has symbolized so many things that on their face looked promising and later revealed to be traps like the purple lizard on their Neverland they learn is actually kind of a a mirage not worth staying in not the paradise it's cracked up to be the purple goop on the tree in this new video then seems like a similar bad sign the purple flowers filled that forest on the magic island before their paradises are false and the color purple seems to represent those times where they interact with those false promises fall for them Further, a theory that is strengthened by the fact the butterfly leads to Yeonjun getting distracted and crashing the car in the new video. The video also goes back to the whale and fish imagery, that symbolic detail from past videos is back. So is the fact Yeonjun's character gets a cut. Remember back in Nap of a Star, he was cut by that puma-type creature. Without even touching Yeonjun, this magical evil creature got to him. Yeonjun had other injuries throughout the story, and Yeonjun's character has always seemed like someone who has imaginary friends. That's my theory. Like in the Days of Being Wild movie-inspired scene in Love Song, he's dancing in front of imaginary friends. That's how I interpret it, and that is what makes his moments where the other members interact with him with physical contact, like give him a hand to help him up and just pat his shoulder or offer him that band-aid. Those moments feel like they pack an extra punch knowing that he's someone who it's harder to get his head out of the clouds to see who's still in front of him. Very significant moment. I also find it significant, not so much what each member in this new video is doing, as the fact they seem to be connected dominoes. Like one person does something, it affects a scene another member is in. Like something breaking in one scene leads to something falling in another. White feathers are again symbolic in this video for a bajillion reasons. I broke down point by point in past TXT dedicated episodes of the show. The woods, the forest, a story with that setting stays relevant, I think, especially given the fact they've cited the story of Mephistopheles, where that is a key setting as a source of inspiration. The sign in this video that says, forget me not, feels notable, maybe for later, put a pin in that. And then there's this huge detail I'm so proud of myself for spotting. Bumgyu, in his intro video, was on a bike. And in the new Sugar Rush Ride Japanese video, he falls off the bike, tries to get back on, and keeps stumbling. He can no longer ride the bike he did when he introduced his younger self to the world back in 2019. That youthful presence is no longer open to him. I find it super notable he's back on a bike, or trying to be, but it's not working. The super peppy fun Girl Squared in Ice Cream song, Rocksteady. Talk about girl power. Sandra Park is back with a self-titled release, the best song being what she saved for last, Happy Ending. Shutaro Matsui released a great new jazz EP, Steps of the Blue, that just made me think of V. V should do some collaborations with her. Hannah Bon, Perfect Blues. This pack of two songs is a really great showcase of her potential. 
She is Bang Chan from Stray Kids' little sister, but she's really different from Stray Kids. So maybe you heard of her because of her famous brother, but I do encourage you to think about and listen to her songs without really thinking about Stray Kids at all, because she's a very unique artist in her own right. Really emotional lyrics. Here are some of my favorites from Perfect Blues. Perfect everything, perfect life. Pulling out thoughts from an empty cry. I pray to make new waves. Swimming metaphorically, drowning in gravity, diving for a piece of me. Seeking refuge, taken by ankle down. Stitching the thoughts from a desired lie. Forging fantasies that aren't mine. And these are my favorites from Oleander, which can refer to a type of shrub or tree. Been yearning for the sun, sun dims on morning dove, my lie shining far, far from your love. I'm wide awake, I'm falling for your prose, can't stay away, away from all the lows. Led me astray, F all your pretty shows, I'm wide awake, awake for all your goals. They say the water streams is a fall, that's funny cause all you have is alcohol. Dang. <laughs> Saturday, fine Saturday. I'm really happy to see them back, and the fact they are so happy to be back. It really is just contagious, their smiles in this video. They really do feel genuine in their excitement to be back. Not like, ugh, we're dragged back into this, but that they're happy about it. It's been two and a half years of logistical hurdles, but they finally made a comeback and got to write for it and get a super cute wardrobe for it, a fun summer party premise for the video, cute pastel outfits, picturesque picnic, running around on a sunny day outside. I bet filming was a really fun, wholesome reunion. I also think they gave us a great life hack. The best way to reinvent yourselves as a group, if you want a new fresh start, sign on to a company owned by a comedian. That is bound to be fun. Yoon Hyun Bin chose to sign them. He's a comedian, and I thought that was just the right call. He recalls being impressed because he saw how hard they worked in Japan when they weren't promoting elsewhere, really trying to help support the financial lifeline of their company, their underdog company before. He also found them full of potential and worth signing because they just stayed bright and optimistic despite the logistical hurdles between releases. He saw their potential, signed them, the rest is history, and this on stay is a great return. As is the B-side, the sweet love dream. Alexandros and Wurtz teamed up for Vanilla Sky, which is such a good rock song, period. Lil League have a cute new EP out, Higher Slash Monster. The best song, though, is Monster. Lastly, I love Swan from Purple Kiss's voice. So beautiful, so distinct. She released two solo singles, 20 and Be My Everything. Be My Everything is self-explanatory. 20 is more up to interpretation, up to your personalization. She sings about growing up and feeling like you lost your wings. Like, quote, there was once a little girl, won't forget that look of joy right on her face, singing, dancing through the night. Suddenly you're all grown up, but it seems your wings are gone. Let's all dance. I love you. When the light is dimming and you're scared of the dark, find that special someone who will shine on you. Life is falling fast asleep. The darkness finding me. Open up the door and feel the shining light. I'm gonna fly and spread my wings. No, I cannot stop. Unquote. She's just singing about the passage of time, growing up before she feels ready, sad about getting nostalgic, and wanting to get back in touch with her inner child, and finding the spark within her to relight it. It's really interesting poetic framing that further reinforces how impressive Purple Kiss members are with their lyricism. An underrated appeal. I mean, they have a cool music video lore, they have cool, catchy songs, but the lyricism of this group is really under-discussed. The acapella highlight medley choice, also very appreciated. And the wardrobe for the video, full of embellished pieces, dazzling outfits, floral. The only reason this is not a top 20 pick is the video confusion. Like, not sure what's going on with the cow, with the paper airplanes, with the moving wall behind her. Not sure what the different scenarios are meant to all represent together, but it is a very pretty video worth watching. As for my favorite English releases of the month, 
I have to shout out the Barbie OST look. You know if you've listened to my other show, Enthusiasts, that I'm a big American Girl stan. American Girl is my ultimate. Like, to this day, okay? I'm an adult collector. Don't judge. Everyone has their nostalgia craving still. Stan American Girl. Anyway, but I'm also kind of a Barbie girl, so I have enjoyed the Barbie fever this summer. And the soundtrack is just perfect for that feeling of just, you know what? We're just gonna have a fun summer. We're gonna just embrace the fun summer vibe of going to see some goofy movie about a toy. The goofiness, how much people are just down for it, I just love it. It's a good contagious energy to have, especially in the summer, and so love that they keep that poptimism going with the soundtrack, which does not take itself too seriously. I mean, okay, a couple songs do take themselves too seriously, but mostly in a winking way. The best song, honestly, is that ballad, I'm Just Ken. I mean, that's a great ridiculous song. Also, though, check out Barbie Dreams. We were robbed of that video, SMH. And, of course, Dua Lipa's Dance the Night. Every time anyone mentions this movie now, Dance the Night is totally back in my head. So sorry if I did that to you just now. If I have to live with that issue now, so do you. And one of my all-time favorites, Grimes, with Elangelo for the absurd in the best ways I want to be software. But her song from earlier this year, Welcome to the Opera, still her best in a while. That song is the most ethereal, atmospheric, futuristic joyride that I wanted from her that made up for a long break of new music. Still waiting for more full albums, but I digress. I know she doesn't like the spotlight in certain ways. I'll take what I can get with her new music is the point. That is all for today. Again, more on my newsletter soon, 17karatkpop.substack.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in, as always, and I will talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody!